to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm the mighty Tony Camarena. <laughs> and I'm Alicia Thayer. And today we're talking about Thor, part one of our new format. So that's, this takes us from uh, the beginning of the movie to Thor's banishment. So, as always, I'm glad we'll start off with our Wikipedia summary so we can base our conversation on something. In 965 AD, Odin, king of Asgard, wages war against the frost giants of Jotunheim and their leader, Laufey, to prevent them from conquering the Nine Realms, starting with Earth. The Asgard war Asgardian warriors defeat the frost giants and seize the source of their power, the Casket of Ancient Winters. In the present, Odin's son, Thor, prepares to ascend to the throne of Asgard, but is interrupted when the frost giants attempt to retrieve the casket. Against Odin's order, Thor travels to Jotunheim to confront Laufey, accompanied by his brother Loki, childhood friend Sif, and the warriors three, Volsteg, Fandril, and Hogan. A battle ensues until Odin intervenes to save the Asgardians, destroying the fragile truce between the two races. For Thor's arrogance, Odin strips his son of his godly powers and exiles him to Earth as a mortal, accompanied by his hammer, Mjolnir, now protected by an enchantment that allows only the worthy to wield it. And that is a lot of words that my tongue is not used to saying. <laughs> uh, that is a lot of words, yeah. Okay, so um, we're going to start with our favorite... I guess, favorite scenes from this part of the movie. So, um, Al, what's your number three? Okay, so, you know, this This was actually kind of hard for me to actually pick my top three. Um, I right? enjoy the movie, right? It's it's a good movie, but it was tough because I couldn't pick anything that really jumped out of me. So I had to kind of, kind of think of it. So um, my number three is um that awesome battle stuff that that's happening during odin's kind of exposition at the beginning where he's um mm -hmm. talking about okay. the battle between between uh, asgard and the frost giants and all that and then we find out he's actually just telling a little story to to young thor and young loki um okay. and it was cool it was pretty it was enjoyable to see all that i kind of wish there was a little bit more or maybe you know something else kind of showing that because that was just kind of cool I like how the Thor movies start with a prologue because their history is a lot longer than anyone else so far mm. in the MCU. And I hope Ragnarok also starts with a prologue, but we're still oh, a little while from saying that. Right. So, Al, my number three and your number three kind of line up in the same thing, so I'm going to go with mine because mine was uh, the the Odin storytelling leading up to the Asgard reveal. And mine was a little more cynical because... Um, histories told by the victors uh for instance we don't know why the frost giants went to earth to attack it because oh yeah that's they, true they want to make people we, cold but why <laughs> why they have their own freezing cold planet but because the the histories told by the victors we never know exactly why they went down there and so it, it's it's a very pretty scenes to go through um especially leading up to the Asgard reveal, which is, ooh, I love that scene. Uh, the flip of the camera from underneath to up, that was really pretty. Um, but it, it just emphasizes that part of where you, he's the one that won. 
he yeah. gets to alter it, which we do find out later too when we we find out about Loki. But he hid parts of it. Yeah, just for the audience to know that Alicia's a known Loki apologist, which extends yes. to um, it'll the be Frost very Giants. very evident in this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thor is where my Loki my Loki apologetics like there's so much so much that I can be like. So what about this? What about this? I I like my Loki character. I've liked him since the comics. So there's that. Yeah. So uh, my number three. Well, actually, when I was making my top three things, this is really hard because I'm really conflicted about this movie. I'm not a huge fan of the story, but mm-hmm. I love the characters so much, mm-hmm. which my uh, number two and my number one has to do with the characters. My number three is just the design of Asgard and Asgard- Asgardian armor and all that culture and how much work they put into that. I was going to talk about that too i love the costumes designed for this would you want punt or was it no 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 no. that it's i'm still in the same thing yeah yeah um it's just i like when they put a lot of detail in it i'm a big fan of lord of the rings for putting details into their movies like that Mm -hmm. because they have the whole culture and also um more recently like after this movie came out i read uh neil gaiman's book norse mythology so I'm real. Mm. I've been real into um, like Norse culture since like this is the first time I've watched this since uh, I read that book. And it just oh, really wow. stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I really do love like the detail they put into the and especially into the Asgard revealed and everything they to do with that. Like if you look at the costumes, uh, I'm gonna sidetrack to Loki again here. But if you like. If you pause and zoom in on certain things, if you look at, I believe it's Loki's bracers, you can actually see what uh, people believe to be uh, Jormungur, which if you follow, depending on what lore you follow, is his son or the serpent that drips poison into his eye, depending on which lore you're following, mm-hmm. uh, when he gets chained. Uh, and it's it's etched into his bracers. Yeah. So it they took great care in putting a lot of detail into their costuming. Mm-hmm. And then... Um... Yeah, even into the hammer and mm-hmm. that Odin's horse has six legs, like he, he does Sleep in near. the body. Yeah, and all more words that I can't pronounce correctly. <laughs> I I know them well. Yeah. So okay, uh, Tony, what's your two? Uh, my two is actually it's really broad, so I might get punted. Ooh. It's the character characterization of uh, Loki before he finds out he's a frost giant where okay. he's he's um a little bit like t- tries to be on the safe side he tells his father about um them going to Jotunheim just to say cover his and his brother's butt mm-hmm. and he i don't know if he's just a really good trickster or if he's genuinely surprised that he convinced thor to go to Jotunheim and it might ju- I li- I like to think that he's just um, trying to defy his trickster nature, and he does it unintentionally, just because I think he's a better person at this point. Right. So uh, mine actually lines up with yours, and I can actually probably explain that a little bit better, um, because uh, Loki knows, he says it later in part two in a scene, that he knows Thor's arrogance, and he didn't want it sitting on the throne. So I don't know if he was really surprised about getting uh, Thor to Jotunheim I think he really meant to do that because we don't see him have the time to tell the guard about it uh, I think he'd already planned that part and said and yeah. so they left immediately after that scene 
Mm-hmm. Uh, to be fair, there's a deleted scene of him telling the guard. Like him staying behind when oh. they all leave towards the uh, Rainbow Bridge. That. But that's I not really canon that. because it's a deleted scene. So right. you're, you're uh, still Like the give valid. us a kiss scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think he really did mean to do it, but I don't think he meant to cause as much trouble in this as he did. I think what he meant mm-hmm. to do was get almost there. That's why later in, the, in part two, we see him go, he should have been there faster. We shouldn't have made it to Jotunheim. I think what he was really trying to do was try to get Thor on the way there to the point where... Odin would see the arrogance to see Thor wasn't ready. I don't think Loki was trying to be mean with this. I really think he was trying to make sure that Thor was more matured for what was coming. And he didn't see it from his brother then. Yeah. And he I mean, wanted I, his father to see it. I, I, For me, I like, maybe it's just my headcanon. I wanted him to be this way. With him, he's a trickster by nature. He's... Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, he's trying to defy it, but he still does it unintentionally. It's right. like um, someone, any X-Men with a superpower, like someone who catches stuff on fire on accident. They're trying to stop it, but they still cause mayhem right. that way. Well, you see when we get to when when we get to Jotunheim, the first confrontation with Lefay, uh, he Thor starts to get ready for battle, and Loki's like, hey, let's, let's not... And basically, he gets told off by Thor until finally he's like, "No, come on, brother, let's go." Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely a he definitely cares for his brother, and mm-hmm. yeah, even though yeah he might want the throne or think he's better for the throne, he wouldn't go to the lengths at this point what he does later in the movie. See, I don't he's... I don't think he really wanted the throne until it was thrust upon him, and then he's like, "Nobody wants me to have this because they all want Thor." Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll explain. I have another scene for part two, which I'll get to later. That that I show more for this. So, Uh, Al, what's your part two? Because mine was that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so so my part two is um, uh, really specific to part of a scene. So Mm -hmm. uh, I probably get punted, um, or I might be. I don't know. But it's it happens during the big old fight on uh, uh, Jodenheim. in during during that big old battle so before i go on is anyone punting that or no uh mine's part of that but it's not a certain section so you can keep going okay, cool yeah. all right awesome so um and this this is only my my number two because i just thought it was hilarious um i was watching and i just started busting up laughing um they're they're going into this this um you know big old fight against a bunch of giants who are actually giant they're way taller than the uh than uh, then mm-hmm. all those Asgardians who showed up. Um, and then at one point, to show us, you know, how feral the Frost Giants are and all that, they're, you know, one of them is, like, growling. is And then Thor just turns to him and does the same thing. <laughs> and then he hits him, smashes him with a hammer. Right, it, he's like, you hilarious. can growl at me all you want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, Th- Thor's, you know, they're, they're already in the middle of a fight. Thor's totally into it, you can tell. Uh, and he yeah. just, he goes as feral as he as the as the, the Frost Giants do too. And it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, so, I knew exactly um, what part you were going to say. <laughs> it's awesome i I do like that scene um so i'm gonna lead with my number one just uh because it goes takes us back to the start of the movie uh where um we see we meet darcy oh yes um i might be in the minority i love darcy 
Oh, I love Darcy too. I love her sass. I love her. uh, Yeah, she she was like the standout character for me for this movie. Like, I love Loki, but like as a a character that nobody really knows, Darcy was my standout. Yeah, she gets so much hate in the wider MCU fandom, but I like. uh, Yeah, she does. Yeah, because she's like this character. Like, she's perceived as this character who's there for no reason, and like, no, no, I mean. I mean, I don't want uh, Natalie Portman in the Ragnarok, but I would love if Darcy showed up on, uh, in Ragnarok, even though they never right. go to Earth, or supposedly, I don't know what happens. No, they, but... they're supposed to go to Earth, that's why we got the, oh, uh, yeah. we get Doctor, Doctor Strange scene. Oh, yeah, that's what I want, I want Loki and Thor and Doctor Strange and Darcy looking for Odin. That's all right. I want. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Uh, but I love her sass. Like, Jane's, like, drive, and she's like, you know, really? <laughs> like, she's just like, no kidding, Sherlock. Uh, but then she, then they hit Thor, and she's like, legally, I think that was your fault. It's just, she's just, she's, she was me if I was a Marvel character. If you were in this situation. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Yeah. <laughs> And she just rolls with it too, which is so right. Cool. <laughs> meow meow. Mew mew. <laughs> meow meow. All right. Uh, who wants to go, Tony or Al? Um, I'll go. Um, <laughs> instead of just being one part, mine is. Are you cheating? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm ah. actually talking about most of this first part. Is I uh, I actually named it the unworthy Thor. Is just Thor's oh, okay. characterization in this first part. Like he's everything you would expect just this petulant like child to be, mm-hmm. um, with given these powers. And I I mean, I never read Thor comics before this movie came out. And uh, I didn't know what to expect from a Thor movie. I actually thought it might like it doesn't match with the rest of the MCU, which at this point has been two major characters. So I don't know what mm-hmm. I was thinking, <laughs> but but um, he really makes me think of if like Tony was raised in this situation where he's a god and son of a king, he'd act the same way if he had these powers to fight someone. He's just like I'm not going to listen to anybody. I'm the one who's going to handle all these situations. And there aren't a lot of parallels between Tony and Thor. And I just mm-hmm. like how this first half hour of this, his first movie, you see why they illustrate so well why he was banished and why he has to learn the lesson that Odin teaches him by banishing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's really that, that kind of like spoiled rich kid kind of thing, right? You know, the that's... You know, that, that kind of mentality, which is, you know, like you said, the only thing he and Iron Man or Tony Stark kind of kind of share. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'd probably be in the, a similar situation. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark would totally get kicked out. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Without a suit. Just being all sad. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm sure he'd get a he'd find a box of scraps somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> probably in a cave, you know. In a cave, somewhere. Well, that's where they are, yeah. yeah that's where right. you find boxes of scraps. <laughs> Alright, so that leaves Owl with his number one? Okay, so my number one is, um, well, like father, like son. So uh, after Odin saves Thor and the gang and everyone, and they get back, and, and Odin's just going off on Thor, yelling about him going off, and 
fighting all the frost giants. Uh, Loki tries to to butt in and say something, you know, try to defend Thor. And right. Odin just just turns to him and growls, "Hey, hey!" Yeah. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Which. I don't think I, I noticed at all, really, that first of the, the other times I watched it. It was this time was the only time I actually noticed it. And it was great. <laughs> it was hilarious. Right. <laughs> well, you uh, see, we see in uh, the Dark World that, like, Thor is probably takes a lot more after his father. And Loki takes more after his mother. Like, oh, he's yes, a lot definitely. closer with his mom. So it's like, with Thor learned all these attitudes from Odin. From, oh, yeah, goodness. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I and mean, probably... Odin led an army against the Frost Giants, too. So there's there's that kind of warrior spirit, too, as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we don't yeah, get a he, lot of it from the movie. Those. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we don't get a lot of it from the movie, but as someone married to Odin, I bet Frigga had to be sneaky about some things. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Frigga, I mean, we see it later in the second Thor movie. We see more of her... Yeah, more her, battle, of her yeah. sneakiness. We see more of where Loki gets his stuff from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Frigga in the second movie. A lot. Oh, I do too. All right, do we have any honorable mentions? I do. I think I, have I like, do too. I have like oh, one yes, and I a do. half. <laughs> I yeah, I kind of have one and a half too, because mine's a, oh, my half's a deleted scene. <laughs> oh. Well, I'll start with my half. My okay. half, which we talked a little bit about with Al's number one, but it's just Thor and Odin's argument and his banishment. It's just like uh-huh. them screaming at each other, like a real father and son. Right. Which I actually, actually, honestly, I've never had that type of argument with my dad, so maybe not like a real father and son. But you mm-hmm. really see the connection. <laughs> um, you really see the connection and you feel like they're family. And they feel yeah. like... Odin's doing this for Thor's own good, and Thor's rebelling because he's been under his father for probably hundreds, if not thousands of years. Thousands of years, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what pl- what time period did the movie start? Nine sixty five A.D. And so that's when so... Loki was born. Thor is the older brother, so Thor right. could have been around maybe even a hundred years at that point. Oh, but I would he's... say probably even more because depending on what timeline you look at. For certain things, they could, they could be a thousand years apart. Yeah, but so, at very least, Thor is a, a thousand. Well, Thor is oh, one thousand and a hundred years old. Right. Probably more. Probably more. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um. So my half a scene has to deal with the deleted scene of the "Give Us a Kiss" because uh, it it's more of we see more of the interaction in that deleted scene of how uh, Alicia, the could you act. yeah, can you describe what happens in that for people who haven't seen the deleted scene? Oh God, I didn't rewatch the deleted scene. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like that scene. Because it's uh oh oh I remember what happens okay never mind uh they're talking about their uh their helmets and uh Loki picks on Thor's for having feathers and then Thor calls him a goat because his helmet has horns and they basically just banter back and forth until Loki is like well give us a kiss before sending Thor out to his what is supposed to be his coronation oh yeah yeah I've seen that before it reminds me a little bit honestly of um. Thor and Loki's interaction in uh, the Dark World when he's transforming yes. into different people. 
Yes. Uh, it, it is very similar to that, though that one's a little darker. So yeah. it's nice to see the more lighthearted banner between the brothers here, where you can really see the kind of relationship they had. Like, even though they're vastly different beings, they still they still have that connection. So mm-hmm. I really I, I really liked the deleted scene just for that. So. Yeah. Okay. What's your uh, other one? Uh, mine. One? Oh, Al, do you have any? <laughs> uh, kind of. Uh, not really. Um, so my my sort of honorable mention is uh, just watching this. Uh, I had completely forgotten that uh, the actor uh, Zachary uh, Levy is in it. I don't know how to say his last name. Levi, Levi whatever. Levi. Yeah, Levi. Okay, yeah, Zachary Levi. And it just made me want to go back and watch uh, Chuck, the TV show, uh, because I love that show so much. Don't um, worry, you'll, don't you'll forget about that because he's is. recast. He's recast in the second uh, movie. I know he was in the second one. That's I think that's where I actually recognized him because for some reason I just didn't know he was in the first one, but no, I actually I... was able to see it in the second one. Um, oh, actually, just... in the second one, he's the guy from uh, Prince Charming from Once Upon a Time. He's recast in the second one. Oh, he no, is. No, he's in the second one. He's Fandral in the second one. I'm pretty sure he isn't, but we'll find out. When I'm we pretty get sure he thing. is. I just looked up the design to be. He's Fandral. Oh, okay. Wait. Well, then who does uh, Charming play in the? And the second one. Well, now that one I want to know. Oh, let's find that. Alicia, you got that? Uh, <laughs> you wait, look wait. Up. Charming. Charming in Once what? Upon a Time. In Once Upon a Time. Oh. Oh, Once Upon a Time? Sure. Give yeah. me just a moment. Uh, Charming is played by... Oh, of course they cannot... Uh, David Nolan... Uh, Josh Dallas. Yeah, who does Josh Dallas play in Thor the Dark World? Give me just a moment. <laughs> Thor the Dark World. Uh, he was Fandral in the first one. Oh, maybe. Oh, so I totally just mixed them up. Yeah, you okay. mixed them up. So he's Zachary. Zachary, Zachary does Fandral in the second one. <laughs> Josh Dallas is Fandral I, in the first. I was half oh. right. I Wait, seriously? I, how did I not realize that? Yeah, so I was half right. Oh, that I, explains I've why watched... I totally. <laughs> uh, this explains why I totally didn't recognize him in this one. I was like, oh, I knew Zachary Levy was in this movie. Oh, I guess he just looks really different. Okay. <laughs> I holy cow! I didn't even realize that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just rewatched it and didn't realize that was Prince Charming. And I watched Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I used to also like the first like four seasons, and then yeah, you know, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it got to Frozen and it got me. But <laughs> I think I'm in Frozen right now, so. Oh, okay. That's okay. when I stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my other honorable mention, my full honorable mention, is um, triple flashbacks. Where we flashback to um, the war against the Frost Giants, and then mm-hmm. that actually is already a flashback to Odin telling the story to Loki and Thor's sons. And then they also, before that, or is it, I can't remember when, before or after that, but they flash forward they start with thor coming to earth then flash back to the coronation so it's like there's a lot of flashes in here that you don't really notice because a few of those happen really quickly but it's like they're triple flashbacks in this movie which i know i just now that i know al didn't like it in iron man one i'm going to mention it every time there's a flashback ever in the marvel movies Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I just had to open that can of worms. You, uh, you know, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. You know, th- this one isn't so bad. Like, it's it's not. And I, I don't know. I think it's one of those weird pet peeves where I just can't explain it. Sometimes it annoys 
me completely and i hate it with every fiber of my being and other times i just don't even notice it like this time i just didn't even notice it and hmm. i d don't know why just didn't bother me all right well maybe they okay, just did so... it very poorly in iron man yeah maybe that's probably <laughs> it yeah we'll go with that all right so my last honorable mention actually comes from the coronation scene uh, where Odin is asking Thor all the questions, and he goes, "Then I, Odin, all father, proclaim you Thor, Odin's son." And then he pauses and says, "Frost giants." So now I'm under the <laughs> impression that Thor is a frost giant, according to his father. <laughs> well, that's how you make sure that Loki and Thor are brothers. Now they're both frost giants, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that oh. was that was my thing. Yeah, so say it the king. So you know what? It's, so yeah, say it's it the king. Exactly. He, he is the all-father. He is the father of everything. If he tells you you're something, that means you're right? it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have another little thing um, to mention, but I don't know that it was uh, really an honorable mention. It's just the, the fact that we see Loki's magic and the mm -hmm. way he uses it, uh, especially with his doppelganger thing during yeah. the fight on Jotunheim. I just like that. Yeah, I like the effects, and I mm -hmm. still it bugs me because I don't know how it works. Because he's, I feel like he's obviously standing there. When did he have time to run behind the rock to trick the other guy? Right. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't completely understand how it works, but you know it's magic, and magic is technology I don't understand yet apparently. Mm -hmm. Which is why when I was like twelve, my iPad iPod was magic because it just music just came out, and I didn't know how it worked. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, the Bifrost. That is some pretty, pretty, pretty scenery. Yeah. That's like, one of the things I knew about Thor before this movie came out was the Rainbow Bridge. Mm -hmm. and that's going to look stupid. And I was wrong. That actually looks pretty cool. That looks pretty awesome. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, on to are Easter eggs and Easter eggs. Yep. So I got one. All right, go ahead. The Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet and a lot of other things. Right. But, yeah. So we'll start off uh, with the, the Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet's the big one. So yeah. during the the scene where the frost giants attack, uh, we actually see the Infinity Gauntlet in the weapons vault where we saw the the. Uh, casket of ancient winters when mm -hmm. odin was doing his storytelling so and we know now because of the connected universe that that's something that thanos is going to be going after yeah and, and a little bit continuity. actually a little bit of continuity though um this one is the right infinity gauntlet and the one we see um thanos put on his hand at the end of age of ultron is the left one so there must be a pair oh yeah i did not actually know that i thought it was just one uh, I I want to say that's uh, uh, from the Ultimates universe in the comics. There were two there, but only one in the the mainland comics. Yeah, I think uh, is what it was. Six one six universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. So um, actually, I'll start in Odin's vault because every okay. one of those every one of those items is something from the comics. Um, we get to see uh, what is imaginatively called the tuning fork. Which is a thing that uh, summons a creature called the Lurking Unknown, which is a monster that they actually use to test young Asgardians to see if they're strong enough warriors. Mm -hmm. um, we also have, there's a, um, kind of like a, it reminds me of the Goblet of Fire from Harry Potter, 
Uh, it's mm-hmm. just a, a constant flame, and it's called the internal eternal flame, and okay. it, it can't be extinguished, can never be put out. But uh, it's uh, the flame that Surtur, the fire demon, uses to light his sword on fire, to begin Ragnarok. So we might see that in Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, so we might see that again. Okay, mm-hmm. good to know. Yeah. We also have an early design for the Eye of Agamotto, which they redesigned for Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, so the eye that's kind of following them, looking at them. And then uh, there's a tablet called the Lifeline Formula, which is actually a magic formula that makes you immortal. So it's uh, their version of the Golden Apples uh, from real Norse mythology, but it's more science-y in this. Hmm. Yeah. So out of all those things, those are all really cool things. They go for the winter box, which I don't understand. <laughs> well, all is right. it something that they already had? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, is, isn't that what Odin took from them? It, it is. is what Odin took for them. Um, there's a little bit of speculation slash lore out there that the casket is actually something that helps them survive on their planet. Uh, uh, that it's something that they need. Mm-hmm. So, they they, they kind of mentioned that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's that scene later on when Loki's talking to them, and he he kind of mentions that about you know bringing the land back to what it once was. Yeah, which makes me believe that the Jotunheim we saw is nothing like what they originally battled on, because mm-hmm. I know during the big fight scene we see it crumbling and and there's a big underneath area, but that ice just that thick plane of ice just crumbles. So it makes me wonder how long if if Odin really took that and that's how they their planet is I don't know powered exactly kind of like mm-hmm. our our core if maybe that's kind of like their core thing the thing that makes their planet live then their planet's been crumbling for at least a thousand years. Yeah, my headcanon is that uh the cask of ancient winters actually lets them travel to other realms. And they probably don't have a lot of resources on their ice planet. So they have to go yeah. other places and take it, which might be why they came to Earth, and why they can only get to Asgard with Loki's help, help and why they haven't come back to Earth since the war. Because that they makes have, sense, too. Yeah, they have the only way to do it. It probably but. fits, yeah, because now instead they're going to have to, like, contract that workout to Elsa, and then they're tired of hearing Let It Go, and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, it's okay, because <laughs> they're able to talk to Prince Charming, who knows Elsa, so it all works out. Ah, oh, perfect, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why they got rid of Prince Charming, so this problem wouldn't happen, and they got Chuck. <laughs> Alright. Alright. So and it all um, worked out. Some other things, we have uh, Superhero Landing number five. Woo-hoo. After... Yeah, after Thor like pretty much punches a hole in that giant monster on Jotunheim. Right. What he, is that even? La- um, I don't know. I bet if I did some research, I could figure it out. But okay. we'll see those guys again in Thor the Dark World, and maybe I'll remember to do some research about that. But don't hold me All to right. it. I'm no not- one will remember. It's not like we're recording this or anything. So right. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... All right. Uh, the establishing shot in New Mexico with the uh, flashback with Jane Foster, uh, mm-hmm. they have the name of the town uh, Puente Antiguo, uh, New Mexico. And Puente Antiguo is Spanish for the old bridge. So it's like mm-hmm. the old bridge to get to Earth, 
which you think the old bridge would be in, you know, Norway or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where the newer one is. From. Yeah, that's where the newer one is. <laughs> um, and then the last one I have is uh, Laufey is actually played by not another superhero, but another supervillain. He's played by an oh. uh, actor named, uh, I might pronounce this wrong, Colm Fiore, or Colm Fiore, F-E-O-R-E. And he plays it. He plays the Dollmaker in Gotham, the um, Fox, uh, not Batman, Batman show. Oh, okay. The yeah. show I haven't seen. <laughs> eh, well, I'm not going to talk poorly about it, but you're not missing oh, anything. Well, all right, then. <laughs> um, the, la- the last Easter egg I have is our MCU connection, which is Tonsberg, Norway, which uh, the, ice, the Frost Giants' first attack is actually where Red Skull finds the Tesseract in the 1940s. So, oh. right yeah, after the war, I guess, when he was using getting the cast of Ancient Winters, the Tesseract fell out of Odin's pocket or something like that. I don't know how, why it ended up there. but Right. Somebody happened. was not careful. That's no. what that is. <laughs> I think oh, maybe... He had to juggle things around. Yeah. Possibly, like... Baby Loki kicked it out of his pocket in another trickster thing, and <laughs> that's what happened. That was Loki's Accidental first trick. trickster. Yeah, <laughs> it's a baby. You you can't control it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of my Easter eggs for this section. Okay. Yeah. All right. So on to our what if. Yeah, our what if question. So, cool. Sounds good. So our what if question today is. What fatal flaw would cause blank to be banished from their homeland? So, not the Captain random America. number Not Jair. Captain America. Not Captain America. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually think I could do that one this time, but yeah. I think it'd all be the same. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh, oh, this is going to be an interesting one. So, uh, what fatal flaw would cause Justin Hammer to be banished from his homeland? Poserness. Um, yeah, posing, <laughs> uh, stealing somebody else's tech, uh, Ste- not providing accurate tech and broken tech. Yeah, stealing the destroyer to beat Tony Stark. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to steal that destroyer. Come on, he'd walk trying, five steps into that thing and get blown up. Trying to steal the destroyer to get Tony Stark. <laughs> no, um, uh, uh, he would have been kicked out after like a week. I mean, honestly, he's he's the least godly of all these characters that we have on our list. Right? Probably. <laughs> yeah, no, he would... I think as soon as somebody figured out that his tech was no good it, it and it was faulty and somebody got killed, he'd either need to escape or he'd be imprisoned. And then he'd be banished. Oh, Would he, would he even make it that far? I mean, he's kind of the, the textbook definition of you know, only there to be management type of character, right? So would, wouldn't he just get so far and they'd say, huh, you're not even a useless character. Um, go do farming? And then <laughs> then they would just never see him again. I mean, he'd, he'd be around. He'd be still in Asgard, but he wouldn't really do much. I yeah. actually, I think he'd probably, like, work in the armory um, giving people their weapons and then try to make like bootleg weapons of his where it's like uh, this version of Mjolnir Et is it's not unliftable it's just really hard to lift <laughs> and it's little static shocks you can hover like three feet off the ground you know 
Oh my god, that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like all this amazing, you know, tech slash magic, he would just have terrible knockoffs of everything. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else? <laughs> no, I think we covered it. This was actually a very short section of the movies. So right. I feel like we probably we covered okay everything time. we need to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Then this was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Thor Part 1. Signing off. Have a mighty day. Rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming